Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hello, folks. Welcome to another new episode. This one is sponsored by Spoken. And like I told you in the last one, uh, Spoken have got like a cool thing which they're offering to you completely free and they'd like me to tell you all about it. So uh, Spoken have come up with a murder mystery story for learners of English and it comes in various parts. I think there are four parts. There are loads of study materials with it and it's completely free. You can subscribe to it on their website. You kind of basically, you can get the episodes and all the worksheets and stuff free by going to getspoken.com slash LEP. The series, the murder mystery series that they've done for you is called The Wrong Man. It's a four episode podcast story filled with drama and mystery. And the exciting format will keep you listening until the last moment and also will help you to improve your English. That's the idea. Can you help solve the murder? Detective Becky Menendez of the Los Angeles Police Department was hoping to enjoy her night off, but one phone call changes everything. After a murderer escapes from prison and another victim turns up dead, it will be up to her to solve the case. Can she do it? So the wrong man is specially designed for people trying to learn and improve their English. Each episode contains conversational English that will help improve your listening, and you'll also get to enjoy a great mystery story while you're doing it. There are many resources available that will help you along the way, including four high-quality audio episodes that you can listen to whenever you want. They're available on the website and also as a podcast. You can get full transcripts and study guides for each episode, and they're available free, and they you can use them to follow along and make sure that you understand every single word of dialogue and there will be facebook live discussion shows for each episode and you can use those to actually talk with the creators ask them questions and just have fun so yes the wrong man and all the accompanying resources are entirely free Um, and if you want to get special early access to the first episode of the wrong man you can do so by going to their website and signing up just go to getspoken.com slash LEP or click a spoken logo on my website in order to enjoy the first episode of The Wrong Man. Okay, right. So that's that. And here is, in fact, the next episode of Luke's English Podcast. And here's the jingle. You're listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Hello, listeners. How are you doing? I hope you're doing well. This is episode 582, and it's called Posh or Not Posh, part two, Guess the Posh British Celebrities. And in this one, we're going to listen to a lot of famous British people and work out if they are posh or not. And this follows on from the last episode in which I talked about what makes a person posh and what posh people sound like 
when they speak. You should listen to episode 581 before listening to this one, I reckon. In the last episode, you heard me say that a really important thing is to listen to people speaking and to hear lots of examples of posh speech. In this episode, you're going to hear loads of different people speaking. Some of them sound posh and others don't. So you're going to hear a mix of different accents. I could probably break it down like this in terms of the accents that you'll hear. (coughs) Excuse me. You've got uh, posh RP. So RP, that's received pronunciation, which is a sort of standard form of uh, pronunciation in in British English. Um, So my accent, I would describe as RP or standard RP. But then you've got kind of like posh RP, which is a bit like the way I speak, but certain certain, um, there are certain little features which make it sound posh. So I talked about some of these things in the last episode. In some cases, it's just like the way certain sounds are pronounced. So, you know, you have words like power, shower, and it sounds like pasha. Uh, Gap year sounds a bit like gap year. Um, Certain little things like that, uh, that we can look out for that make it posh RP. So there's posh RP, standard RP, like the way I speak, and then also regional accents. So accents from like London or Liverpool or Manchester or something like that. Okay, so it's posh RP, standard RP or regional accents. Okay, these are the three basic categories of accent that we can kind of um, use here. So we're going to go through a list of British celebrities. Can you identify if these people are posh? First, I'll name the person. You might already know some of the things about this person. But anyway, some of the people you probably won't know. So anyway, I'll name the person first. Then we'll listen to some audio of them speaking and see if their accent is posh. We'll look out for some little clues that kind of give it away. We can decide if the the accent is posh RP, standard RP, or one of the regional accents. And then I'll have a look at their Wikipedia pages to get some more information and find out if they are really posh. So remember the seven types of poshness that we talked about before. Poshness of birth, that's all your family connections. Poshness of wealth, basically, are you rich and is your money kind of old money? Is it, um, is it in, invested in property and land and stuff? Poshness of accent, so I've just talked about that, so that's obviously the way that the people speak. Poshness of education, so that's the schools and colleges and universities that the the person went to. And then, like, several other um, ones which are going to be hard to ascertain uh, by listening to these people speaking and looking at their looking at their Wikipedia pages, but we've got things like poshness of excellent taste, so that's an interest in the fine arts and stuff, uh, and poshness of exuberant vulgarity. Remember, these seven things are identified by a journalist called Tim Downling. Um, ex- exuberant vulgarity, kind of like bling bling, showing off of wealth, uh, and then poshness of assumed superiority. So the key things in the Wikipedia biographies that we're going to be reading for us, the things that we'll be able to identify there are probably educational background. So whether they went to private schools or boarding schools, single sex schools or prep schools, you know, uh, and family background. So we're looking for any connections to the aristocracy in any form. Also, we'll pay attention to the way that they speak, as I said. So basically, Our three things are going to be poshness of birth, poshness of education, and poshness of accents. Those are the things that we're looking at here. Remember that hardly anyone has all the traits of being posh. I think it's only the Queen, maybe, or maybe even Prince Charles, who 
tick the boxes for all seven categories. For example, I expect that most of the people in my list don't score very highly in the poshness of assumed superiority, because most of them are humble actors. But maybe some of them actually are arrogant enough to assume that they're better than everyone else. But anyway, the main things are the main things we're looking at here are birth, uh, education and accent. Again, it's not very fair to judge people. And I'm just trying to help learners of English to be able to identify certain things about people from England. I'm not necessarily promoting a sort of judgmental attitude. This is all about just helping learners of English to identify certain social and linguistic clues that kind of show some things about a person's background. So as we go through these video clips, which are on YouTube, and you'll find all the video clips um, embedded on the page for this episode, if you want to watch each clip individually. Uh, As we go through these video clips, for me, uh, that the focus is just on the way that the people speak. So we might have to skip past some of the language, I mean vocabulary, while we're doing this. Normally, when I use audio like this on the podcast, I break it down word by word so that you can understand everything and I explain all the little bits and pieces. There might not be time for in-depth analysis like that this time. Uh, We'll focus on the accent. I might explain what's being said a bit and then we'll check the Wikipedia page for that person and then move on. So we won't have time to go into all of the details of every single bit of language that you're going to hear. So there might be some bits that you don't really fully understand. I'll spend a little bit of time explaining them, but mostly we'll be just listening to the accents um, and just trying to decide if these people are posh or not. Okay, right. So I've got a huge list of people here. I've got a really long list and I could add more and more people as well. And, you know, it's something that you might uh, be interested in doing too. So in the comments section, what you could do is, I don't know, think of your favorite British celebrity or pick a British person, a famous British person that you know, and find a little video clip of them speaking. Maybe find the Wikipedia page for that person as well. And post all that stuff in the comments section. So post the video, post the link to the Wikipedia page, and maybe you could write a little bit about whether you think that person is posh or not. Okay, and so, you know, basically look out for the accent, as you'll as we'll do throughout this episode. Um, check out their educational background. Did they go to a like a comprehensive state school or was it a private school, like a well-known private school? Was it just an all-boys or all-girls school? Was it a uh, boarding school? And um, see if you can sort of um, work out if they've got any family history and any connections there to nobility or, or royalty even. Okay, well, that's what you could do in the comments section. That if you feel like I've missed anyone out, you could do some research yourselves. So we're going to start then with... Hold on. Is this a dynasty we're trying to... So we're going to start with uh, Jacob Rees-Mogg. Jacob Rees-Mogg, he's a member of parliament for the Conservative Party. So bef- before I tell you anything else about him, let's just listen to a little clip of him speaking. So this is, um, this is Jacob Rees-Mogg in conversation with um, Andrew Neil on a BBC Two politics show. We're just going to jump straight into the conversation. But essentially, Andrew Neil is asking Jacob Rees-Mogg about his family, about his connections, about whether or not he is, uh, I guess, whether he's in touch with people or not. I think you're already getting a few clues as to the sort of origins of this person, the the social class of this person. Let's just jump into the conversation. Is this a dynasty we're trying to create? (laughs) Sounds like it. 
It's a really narrow social group fighting politics, right? Well, well here. come on. My father's never been a member of parliament. No, he's in the he's House, in of, House Lords. of Lords. But he's, he, you know, he's not an MP right here. Uh, I, uh, I think creating a dynasty would be rather ambitious. What class are you? I, I think. So, okay, I uh, didn't really understand that creating a dynasty. I think they're talking about fa- having members of the family involved in politics. <clears throat> but then Andrew Neil says to him, What class are you? And we, we can listen to uh, Jacob Rees Monk sort of awkwardly attempting to answer this question about what his social background is. I think creating a dynasty would be rather ambitious. What class are you? I, I think it is for others to, to do. I'm um, a man of Somerset. But that's where you're from. That's where I'm from. Geographically. And I, and that's where right. and I, I mean, have, I would say I have, uh, this will probably hurt you. I would say sort of upper middle rather than upper. Well, I'm certainly not part of the aristocracy. That's definitely true. So we settle for upper middle? I'm a man of the people. Vox populi, vox dei. All right, so that was Jacob Rees-Mogg. You could probably work out, almost just from the context of what they're talking about, that yes, he's posh. I think he's really posh, but he's talking about how... He's, he's got no connections to the aristocracy. I wonder if that's true, because as a politician, he probably wants to um, present himself as being just a normal person. But, I mean, in terms of posh, we don't know about education. Well, I, I imagine his education was private and all that stuff. We don't know about the poshness of birth, basically, here. We're going to have a look on Wikipedia and see if he is aristocratic in any way. But certainly in terms of poshness of accent, it's all there. So this is a really posh sounding voice that you're listening to so obviously you've got andrew neil uh talking there as well but i think you know which voice we're talking about so uh jacob rees mogg sounds very posh indeed let's listen to some little bits of that again would be rather ambitious what class are you i i think it is for others to to do i'm um a man of somerset i'm a man of somerset he says i'm a man of somerset now, for some reason, when and this is something that lots of people say, when posh people speak, it sounds like they've got a mouthful of plums. If you can imagine putting loads of plums in your mouth, so that when you speak, you, you know, you sound very, very plummy like this. And it's, I suppose, it's because the thing is, you see, that people who are terribly posh, they manage to speak, they manage to say everything that they've got to say without even moving their mouth at all. You see, so the key thing to doing a posh voice, I would say, is. Well, one of the one of the one of the one of the things that one must uh, remember is to not move one's mouth at all while speaking. Just try to speak without moving your mouth at all. That seems to help. I, I think it is for others to to do. I'm um, a man of Somerset. A man, not just a man, but I'm a man of Somerset. But that's where you're from. That's where I'm from. Geographically. And I, and that's where right. and I, I mean, have, I would say, I have, uh, this will probably hurt you. I would say sort of upper middle rather than upper. Upper middle, meaning he's, he would suggest that he's actually upper middle class rather than upper class. <coughs> um, well, I'm certainly not part of the aristocracy. Well, I'm certainly not part of the aristocracy. Well, you could have fooled us. I'm certainly not part of the aristocracy. Very posh. That's definitely true. So we settle for upper middle? I'm a man of the people. Vox populi, vox dei. So, I mean, it's a dead giveaway as well at the end, the way he drops in some Latin into uh, the conversation. So I think he sounds really posh. Let's have a look at uh, his Wikipedia page then. Okay, Jacob Reese. 
Uh, Mog, here we go. See if we can find his Wikipedia page. There we go. So Jacob Rees-Mogg is a British politician serving as member of parliament for North East Somerset. Uh, he's a member of the Conservative Party. He's very conservative. He, he's a, one of these Brexiters. Um, so let's see if we can find out about his early life and education. Rees-Mogg was born in Hammersmith. Oh, that's where I'm from. On the 24th of May, 1969, the youngest son of William Rees-Mogg, a former editor of the Times newspaper. Hmm, okay. So his dad was the editor of the Times newspaper, created a life peer in 1988. So his dad is a, was a, a member of the House of Lords. So not an aristocrat, a lord, but uh, one of the like political lords. And Gillian, his, his mum is called, check out his mum's name, Gillian Shakespeare Morris. Uh, no, Gillian uh, Shakespeare Morris is wife, a daughter of Thomas Richard Morris, a Conservative Party local government politician and mayor of St Pancras in London. So his mum was a politician and the mayor of St Pancras. His dad was the um, editor of the Times newspaper. Uh, he was one of five children, having three elder siblings. Uh, da, 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 da. Fine, okay. Um Prior to his birth in 1964, the family purchased Ston Easton Park, a country house located near the village of Ston Easton in Somerset, where Rees-Mogg grew up attending weekly mass and occasional Sunday school at the church, blah, 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 blah. All right, so they bought a country house, which is, I, I wonder if this means that they are, they're like new money then, are they? Rather than being sort of old, having property in the family for years. They actually bought a big house. Okay. Um, in terms of his school, where did he go to school? Um, he also attended Indep- Independent Boys Prep School, Westminster Under School. So it's a very posh school. He lived, in a, he lived and grew up in a very posh house, but apparently his parents bought it. I think it's definitely poshness of accent, poshness of education, and arguable poshness of uh, of birth. I think he was born into a rich, successful family, but I don't think that they're an aristocratic family. So there you go. Two, let's say two and a half out of three, which is not bad. So I think you could say Jacob Rees-Mogg is posh, or maybe in a way that is slightly more offensive, you could say that he's he is faking it, that he's not truly posh but he's really sort of trying to emphasize or exaggerate any aspects of poshness he's got but actually then at the same time he did say in that interview oh i'm not posh at all i've certainly got no connections to the aristocracy okay then let's move on to the next person and this is the british singer adele who everyone knows right adele the singer she did the she did a james bond song once and this is Adele on USA Today. So let's have a listen to her accent. Hi, I'm Adele. This is USA Today. <laughs> I am in New York in a very hot and sweaty and dark artist room here at Sony. <laughs> um, and yeah, my album's coming out in a few weeks. So I'm just um, putting in the effort. So hopefully lots of you um, will want to hear it. But don't buy it if you don't like it. Don't feel forced to. Just get it if you hear something that you like. All right, so what do you think, ladies and gents? Hi, I'm Adele. This is you. Hi, I'm Adele. So immediately it's regional. 
I don't know if you noticed that. It's a, it's immediately sort of like London or estuary. <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> it's immediately like London or estuary English. You can hear it in the way she says the L sound at the end of her name. So not Adele, la la la, not Adele, but Adele. So it's like a W sound, like a W. Hi, I'm Adele. So that's really a characteristic of sort of like a London or estuary English um, sort of accent. Okay, I'm Adele. Hi, I'm Adele. This is USA Today. This is USA Today. So she's really like, she's an Essex girl, I think. I think she's from Essex, which is just to the east of London. Hi, I'm Adele. This is USA Today. (laughs) I am in New York in a very hot and sweaty and dark artist room. I'm in New York in a very hot and sweaty, hot, not hot, hot, hot and sweaty no, hot and sweaty, she says. So hot and sweaty, not hot and sweaty. <laughs> I am in New York in a very hot and sweaty and dark artist room here at Sony. <laughs> and that laugh, I mean, you wouldn't hear a really posh uh, girl doing a laugh like that. I don't, know. I don't know. Maybe you would. Maybe you would. But in terms of things like, you know, what we've been saying about poshness of education and things like manners and stuff, if, if a posh person pays attention to all those sorts of manners... Um, then they probably wouldn't do a laugh like that. Um, and yeah, uh, my album's coming out in a few weeks. So. My album's coming out, coming out in a few weeks. My album's coming out in a few weeks. Coming, n- coming, coming out. Not coming out, not coming, but coming. In, in, in. So it's like a an N. So for an ING, it sounds like an N, coming, not coming, ing, ing, ing at the back, but coming out. My album's coming out in a few weeks. From here at Sony. <laughs> um, and yeah, I've, uh, my album's coming out in a few weeks, so I'm just um, putting in the effort. So hopefully lots of you um, will want to hear it. But don't buy it if you don't like it. Don't feel forced to. Don't buy it if you don't like it. Okay, so that was uh, Adele. Let's see if we can uh, get some intel um, on her. Uh, so Adele Laurie Blue Adkins is an English singer and songwriter. Blue, blah de blah de blah. Let's see if we can find out about her early life. Uh, she was born in Tottenham in London. To, okay, so maybe not an Essex girl. She was born in Tottenham in London to an English mother, Penny Adkins, and a Welsh father, Mark Evans. Evans left when Adele was two, leaving her mother to raise her. Sad story. She began singing at age four and asserts that she became obsessed with voices. Okay, so she was just born in Tottenham. In 1999, she and her mother moved back to London. Uh, Where did they go first? I don't know. Anyway, they moved back to London, first to Brixton, and then to the neighbouring district of West Norwood in South London. Adele graduated from the Brit School for Performing Arts and Technology in Croydon in May 2006, where she was a classmate of Leona Lewis and Jessie J. So, all right, it's pretty clear. In terms of poshness of birth, nah. She's got no p- sort of posh connections, just born to a sort of ordinary uh, family in Tottenham, which is sort of not the poshest part of London by any means. It's quite a rough part, actually. Um, so no poshness of birth, not really poshness of education. She she went to a performing arts school, but I think the Brit School is probably one of these sorts of projects that, uh, let's see... Brit School for Performing Arts and Technology is a British performing arts and technology school located in the London London borough of Croydon. 
Um, okay, established in 1992, the school is funded by the British government with support from the British Record Industry Trust and maintains an independent school status from the local education authority. All right, it's not a posh school. It's quite a new school. And Croydon isn't a posh area. So, yeah, no poshness of education either, and no poshness of accent either, to be fair. I mean, she's, you know, she sounds great. She's, she's lovely. It's Adele. Um, but she doesn't, ha- she doesn't have a posh accent. In fact, she's well known for having that London accent, which is something she, you know, is famous for in her concerts. She sings with this incredible voice. And then in between songs, she sort of chats with the audience like that, doesn't she? She's sort of got this kind of London accent. So there you go. That's Adele then, not posh. By the way, I don't really think being posh is a good or bad thing exactly. So if I say Adele isn't posh, just, you know, I'm not saying anything about Adele. I think she's great. So let's move on to the third person on my list. I wonder if you can guess whether this person is posh. I'm not, I'm not going to say who it is actually. Hold on. Okay, so I'm not going to tell you who this is. I'm just going to let you listen to them for, for a minute or so. Who do you think this is? Okay, here we go. We will do everything we can to make sure that she's never forgotten and, and carry on all of the, the special gifts as such that she had and that she portrayed while she was alive. I hope that a lot of my um, mother's talents are shown in a lot of the, the work that I do. Weirdly, actually, she um, wouldn't be my first time to Florida, to Disney World. I ended up going there with, with her. It's one of my very, very, very happy memories. Okay, so who was that? Who was that? Well, that was, of course, Prince Harry um, talking about uh, his mum, Diana. So, all right, so obviously we know that Harry, he scores full marks in terms of poshness of education and poshness of birth, unless you believe those rumours that he's not actually Prince Charles's son, just a rumour. But... uh, yeah, let's say he's posh in terms of education and birth. What about his accent, though? And the, the interesting thing for me here, listening to Harry speaking, is that actually he doesn't sound quite as posh as you might expect, considering he is, a, you know, a member of the royal family. He doesn't sound quite that posh. And it's an interesting thing. I mean, we heard Jacob Rees-Mogg earlier on, who is kind of like almost a cartoon character in a way. He's this politician who sort of presents himself as almost like this kind of Victorian era um, English statesman and he's got the all these affectations and it seems to me that he's almost putting on this oh terribly terribly you know I'm just an ordinary person really you know that kind of thing Harry on the other hand who is genuinely uh, royal doesn't have anything to prove and interestingly enough his I, I, listening very carefully to his speech, I can't find many of those traces of like that kind of posh voice, that sort of posh accent. Yes, we've just had a pasha installed in the, you know, that kind of thing. So that's very interesting. And maybe this is one of the reasons why people quite like Harry and William, because they're not really in your face with the with their upper class accents. They just seem like ordinary people. And that's something that people say about William and Harry, especially Harry. They say, he's all right, isn't he, Harry? I'd, you know, I'd like to go for a pint with him. He seems like a normal person. So that's quite interesting. His speech is quite normal, really. Let's have a listen. We'll do everything we can. I, actually, I think the thing is that the, the thing that makes him sound posh is this sort of, it's kind of like where the placement of the voice is. And it's kind of, 
it's very hard to say, but for some reason, posh people sometimes have this this voice that's kind of placed quite up high in the in their mouth. The placement seems to be at the top and at the back. So you get this kind of, oh, yeah, well, you know, I'm just uh, trying to do a lot of charity work and uh, doing our best, you know. It's that sort of, that kind of, oh, yeah, so I'm just Prince Harry and, you know, I just jolly well do the best I can, you know. Um, something about the general tone of his voice, but in terms of, like, vowel sounds and things, it just sounds like standard RP, really. To make sure that she's never forgotten and, and carry on all of the the special gifts as such that she had and that she portrayed while she was alive. I hope that a lot of my... Um, mother's talents are shown in a lot of the, the work that I do. Weirdly, actually, she um, wouldn't be my first time to Florida, to Disney World. I ended up going there with, with her. It's one of my very, very, very happy memories. Okay, that's quite an interesting case. Let's move on to the next person. And this is actress Kira Knightley. Kira Knightley, who obviously is a very famous actress and model. And, um, you know, I think originally one of her first roles is that she was in Pirates of the Caribbean. But I'm sure you know who I mean. So in this clip, uh, Kira Knightley is talking about having to do different accents in a film project. So she's kind of talking about the challenge of, yeah, I think she was having to do a Welsh accent in this epi- in this film. I don't know which film it was. And she's also talking about how the other actors have to put on different accents. So she's talking about the challenge of having to put on an accent when you're doing a film. So let's listen to Kira Knightley. Does she sound posh? Yeah. Not sure about that little lilt there. It was kind of because we're all we're all doing accents in it, but we all kind of swapped accents because Killian is Irish but doing an English accent. Sienna is English but doing an Irish accent. Uh, Matthew is Welsh and playing a Welshman, but he actually he he Dylan Thomas had an English accent, and I'm English playing a Welsh girl. So we kind of we had each other's back, you know. We sort of we swapped each one swapped accents, um, but it was great fun. It was really good. Okay, what do you think? What do you think? Does she sound posh? Let's just have a little listen to some of those bits. But we all kind of swapped accents, because Killian is Irish, but doing an English accent. Sienna is English, but doing an Irish accent. Uh, Matthew is Welsh, and playing a Welshman, but... Hmm, well, she sounds quite posh, I would say. So she's kind of um, somewhere between standard RP and posh RP. And just one thing she said there, she said Killian is playing a Welshman. Is it just my imagination or does it sound like playing a Welshman? You remember before um, playing, playing, playing a Welshman, it, those sorts of things where it's like trip thongs, three different sounds together, playing, become flat, playing. Killian's playing a Welshman. But would I, what would I say? Killian's playing a Welshman, playing. I think I, think I don't make it that flat. Where she seems to say playing. He actually, uh, Matthew is Welsh and playing a Welshman. Playing a Welshman. Ah, it's a very, very slight detail. But he actually, he, he Dylan Thomas, had an English accent. But um, ah, the, I, she's certainly got that kind of clarity, right? Rather than having all of the, the little hallmarks of vowel sounds and things like that, maybe in the way she said playing... Uh, but other than that, it's kind of a, a, a just a clarity, right? And I think that it's high RP, well, not high RP, sort of, yeah, like I said, between standard RP and posh RP. Um, but I think this is because she's a trained actress. 
And you find this with a lot of actors and actresses um, from the UK is that they go through quite a rigorous training process in terms of um, their voice. And so they go to drama school and this means that they have to do theatre work and they have to do a lot of work and training on their voices and they end up with a sort of standard RP actor's voice um, as a base. So I think maybe she's kind of learnt it, but let's see what Let's see her background and let's see if she's got sort of posh people in her family. Uh, Kira Knightley, Wikipedia, here we go. Kira Christina Knightley, OBE, she's an OBE, uh, is an English actress. She has worked in both the British and American film industries and has starred in Broadway and West End theatre productions. She has received an Empire Award and multiple nominations for British Academy, Golden Globe and Academy Awards. Well done, Kira. So let's look at her early life and background. Kira Knightley was born in Teddington in London to theatre actors Sharman MacDonald and Will Knightley. Okay, so she's born into a kind of acting family in Teddington in London. Where's Teddington? Generally, if, if it's in the west of London, it's more likely to be posh. Okay, sort of west is quite posh. Southwest is quite posh. Places like Richmond, um, certainly the western parts of central London. So when you go places like Mayfair and then you keep going and you end up in places like um, Knightsbridge and Kensington, right, uh, and Chelsea, these are the sorts of posh places in London. Teddington is in sort of southwest London near Richmond. It's quite a posh area. Um theatre actors as parents. Her mother is of Scottish and Welsh descent, while her father is English. She was meant to be named Kira, uh, the anglicised form of Kira, a name influenced by the Russian ice skater Kira Ivanova, whom her father admired. However, MacDonald misspelled the name when she went to the register her daughter, writing the E before the I. Okay, fine, fine, fine. Knightley attended Teddington School. What about Teddington School then? It's a co-educational school. Academy. Okay, doesn't seem to be that posh. Maybe. The school opened in 1962 as Teddington Secondary School, single-sex school, blah, 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 blah. But I think it maybe became a mixed school at some point. Um, Okay, well, I... mm, mm. It's not entirely clear whether Teddington School is a posh school. Uh, it seems a bit posh. I mean, it's the school's uniform colours during this period were black and red, blah, 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 blah. Um, okay. The six houses of the school. About, I don't know. It doesn't seem to be that posh. Let me just see if I can find some more uh, Teddington School. Let's see if I can find some more information about it. Okay, just looking at their website. It looks like a good school. It looks like a really nice school, but it's not a posh school. It looks like a comprehensive school which is, you know, like a sort of normal state school. Okay, so not really posh as far as I can tell. So there you go. <clears throat> so she's probably sort of middle class, maybe upper middle class. It looks like her parents are probably educated and sophisticated people. Uh, she's, you know, from London. So she's kind of, you know, part of that metropolitan culture. She, um, so, but apparently not any proper... Uh, posh connections there. Education seems good. Looks like she had a good education, but it doesn't seem to be a particularly posh 
school. So, uh, so there you are, mostly posh in the way that she speaks, Kira Knightley. Um, and that's probably because of her training as an actor. But she's, she's lovely. Oh, she is lovely. I sound like Alan Partridge there. And I'm English playing a Welsh girl. So we kind of, we had each other's back, you know, we sort of, we swapped, each one swapped accents. Um, but it was great fun. It was really good. Okay. So that's the lovely Kira Knightley. Um, let's move on to the next person. And this next person is none other than Wayne Rooney. Wayne Rooney, the English uh, footballer. Okay. Have you ever heard Wayne Rooney speaking? Well, you're about to hear him now. Let me just get this video going here. I've always felt the, you know, of, of being a leader on the pitch. It was a great honour for me to be named captain um, at the beginning of last season and something I was immensely proud of. You mentioned that sort of leadership angle that you had followed from, from being a young player. Is that something that came naturally to you? Yeah, well, I think I've always been quite vocal um, on the pitch and, and um, in the dressing room, and sort of knowing what players' mentality is like and which players, you know, you need, you know, you to have a go at them really to get the best out of them, or which players need to. Have. All right, so that's Wayne Rooney who sort of speaks like this, you know, uh, you know, I had a really great time. Just you know, let my feet do the talking, <clears throat> Wayne Rooney. So. Um, I don't know. What do you reckon? Well, not not posh in terms of his accent. Where where's he from? Do you know what's that? I'm accent? around him, and I think that's. Where's this accent from? Something you learn over the years. Some of your early cap. Something you learn over the years. Since Kevin Campbell, Duncan Ferguson, Roy Keane. Now, to the outsider, they're fairly uncompromising men who played in a certain style and, and led by example. What do you remember about what you learned from them as captains and? How did they treat you as that maybe a young player coming through? Yeah, well, I was always, as I say, I was um, quite vocal and the, the good thing about... I was always um, quite vocal. So he's from Liverpool. So he's got a you know, Liverpool accent. You hear it in things like learning, not learning, but learning and uh, words like vocal, not vocal, and going um while he's thinking, right? These are all hallmarks of a Liverpool accent. And, um, I mean, I think it's pretty obvious, isn't it, that Wayne Rooney isn't posh at all. I think he's probably really rich. Uh, I'm, I'm sure he is. Uh, but um, poshness of birth? Let's see. Early life and education. Rooney was born in Croxteth in Liverpool. Um, he's of Irish descent, brought up as a Roman Catholic with younger brothers Graham and John. I think it's mostly all you need to know. Uh, if he's born in Croxteth in Liverpool, he's just a working class lad from from Liverpool of Irish descent. So um, a lot of Irish people moved to the UK, especially to Liverpool over the years. And so he's from a sort of working class Irish Scouse community. So not posh at all. Um, um, he attended Our Lady in St. Swithin's Primary School. Um, yeah, I'm sure he went to just the, the, the local comprehensive primary and secondary schools. So there you go. What a surprise. Wayne Rooney isn't posh. Let's move on uh, to the comedian Jack Whitehall and his dad. Uh, Jack Whitehall is a famous British stand-up comedian. I wonder if you know who he is. He's very funny, but is he posh? Let's listen to Jack Whitehall talking to his dad and this is Jack Whitehall teaching his dad about YouTube. 
right, just listen to it. The, the, the sound quality is not perfect. We'll listen to a little bit of this and then maybe we'll try and find some of his stand-up to, to listen to as well so you can hear his accent there more clearly. So this is just like probably one little microphone sitting on the table so it's not that clear what they're saying. But anyway, let's see if you can identify whether Jack Whitehall and his dad are posh. Uh, here we go. Okay, so you know I have a new show coming up on YouTube for Google. Do you? Yes, you know that. The World Cup show. Oh, yes. Footballers. If you want to watch it, then you need to subscribe to my new channel. So, get subscribing. So what do I do then? What, you want me to start doing things here? Yeah. So the first thing you're going to need to do is you're going to need to go to YouTube. Right. Do you know how to do that? Uh, No. Okay, so he's going, do you know that uh, I've got a new show on YouTube for Google, uh, some World Cup show? And so if you want to watch it, you're going to need to subscribe to my channel. So the first thing you need to do is you need to go to YouTube. And his dad's like, I don't know how to do that. Um, ha, ha, ha. All right. Um, mm-hmm. Let's uh, see if we can see a clip of him on stage. This is my third Live at the Apollo. And one thing people have begun to ask me now, they say, Jack, you've done a bit of this done a bit of that do you ever get recognized normally it's my my voice that gets me in trouble because this is a voice that i'm stuck with it's not a particularly intimidating voice it's very hard to sound assertive with a voice like this i was in the cinema the other day and behind me in this cinema were these two youths okay about 13 14 years old hooded ne'er-do-wells behind me talking very loudly these rude boys they were having what i like to term as a rude boy cinema club okay it went a little bit like this Improv, guess what I seen the other day on DVD? <laughs> what you seen on DVD, man? I seen the Iron Lady. Was it any good, Bled? Nah, it's shit. It's nothing like Iron Man. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to have to nip this one in the bud for the good of the rest of the cinema. I turned around. I was so polite to these young gentlemen. I was like, I'm awfully sorry, chaps. Um, but is there any chance that when the film actually starts, we could bring this tete-a-tete to a rather swift conclusion? <laughs> 13-year-old boy in my face. Nah, shut up, Downton Abbey! <laughs> okay. Um, so, yeah, he sounds pretty posh. Um, he does. And that obviously was a little joke about his, his voice and, and how... Uh, he sounds like he's from Downton Abbey. Shut up, Downton Abbey. It's quite a good put down. So yeah, he definitely sounds posh. Uh, but what is it? What is it about his voice that make that gives it away? It's a really tricky one, actually. Okay, let's let's go back to what? Let's go back to the video of him with his dad. No, let's listen to this bit again. This is my third live at the Apollo. This is my third live at the Apollo. I don't know, he's just got that sort of posh, sort of Chiswick boy kind of thing going on, you know. And one thing people have begun to ask me now, they say, Jack, you've done a bit of this, you've done a bit of that. You've done a bit of that. You've done a bit of this. You've done a bit of that. Do you get recognised? Do you ever get recognised? Normally it's my my voice that gets me in trouble, because this is a voice that I'm stuck with. It's not a particularly intimidating... It's, he's, you know, he just has that sort of... uh, He's just got a posh voice. It's hard to explain. Um, it's just a general tone. Remember what I said about uh, Harry and the way his voice is kind of like pitched up here? Um, Jack Whitehall's got a bit of that as well, you know, and it's just sort of, it's almost like the attitude. Maybe here there's a little bit of that um, 
super assumed superiority kind of thing going on you know but he's definitely posh and he probably calls his dad daddy <laughs> i wonder i wonder if he does uh but is he is he posh in terms of his education and his background let's see uh, i think uh he lives in chiswick which is quite a, a posh part of west london um early life and education he was born at the Portland Hospital in the city of Westminster in central London. That sounds quite posh. If, if it's in central London, it's probably pretty posh. He's the first child of actress Hilary Amanda Jane Whitehall and the television producer Michael John Whitehall. So he's, obvious, he's already achieved a sort of upper middle class status there because of his, you know, the pet, his mum was an actress and his father was a TV producer. His father was an agent for Judy Dench, Colin Firth, and Richard Griffiths. These are very famous actors. And wrote the memoir, Shark Infested Waters. Whitehall has a sister and a brother, Barnaby William. He attended Tower House School in East Sheen uh, in West London. Okay, East Sheen is a part of West London, just over the river from Chiswick. And what's it like? Tower is an independent prep school, private school, uh, in East Sheen near Richmond Park. So it's it's near Richmond, which, as we know, is a quite a posh place. So you went to a private prep school. That's a posh school. There's no doubt about it. That's definitely a posh school. So he went to a posh school. I don't think he's posh by birth. It doesn't look like his father is connected to anyone truly posh. But he certainly went to a posh school, and he speaks quite posh. Um, so there you go. I don't know. I forgot to give everyone else uh, points, didn't I? So I'd give him, I don't know, what, one and a half points out of three, maybe two points out of three for being posh. All right, let's move on. I, I've got a massive list here. I'm going to keep going for maybe an hour or so. So we'll do maybe another 15 minutes before we stop. And maybe then I can come back to this list and do more of this kind of thing. Let me know what you think. Let me know what you think of, of, of this episode and I can do more of this kind of thing. I was actually talking to Amber about this just the other day. So maybe I'll get her and Paul involved in this and we can, the three of us together can talk about the rest of the people on my list. We will see. Anyway, the next person on my list is uh, Paul McCartney, Sir Paul McCartney, obviously of, of the Beatles and Wings and, uh, you know, famous, right? Let's listen to Paul a little bit. This is Paul it says, the video says, Paul McCartney speaks German. Okay, well, let's have a little listen to Paul. I think we hear him speaking English as well. Okay, so this video is about 45 seconds long, and it's from a chat show, and they're talking about speaking German because the Beatles, in the early part of their career, spent quite a lot of time in Hamburg, in Germany. That's where they kind of, um, that's where they really became a band properly. They played lots of gigs in Hamburg. Um, and so the question is, who spoke German? And it turns out that Paul and George spoke a bit of German. So let's hear Paul talking about how he and his bandmate George Harrison spoke some German. It was it was quite crazy. Who spoke though. German? George and I spoke a little bit because we learned it at school, uh, but we didn't know it wasn't madly useful. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, the only bit, <laughs> the only thing we knew actually was. Um, Jakob wurde Frechte von allen Vögeln, die ich je gesehen habe. (lacht) 
Which means, roughly when translated, <laughs> Jacob was the cheekiest of all ravens I have ever seen. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Jacob was the cheekiest of all ravens that I've ever seen. So it's obviously a nonsense phrase. You know, sometimes when you're learning another language or if you go somewhere on a holiday, you learn a bit of that language and it's usually like the most stupid, inane thing or maybe a rude thing. Like my, the first thing I learned in Spanish was, of course, uh, I'll have a hamburger and chips, please. Ooh, oh, no. Am I going to say that? Una hamburguesa de patatas fritas, por favor. Yeah. And also the uh, the classic, where are the hats? Donde es los sombreros? Oh, dear. Anyway, you're, you're going to write into me and say, actually, your Spanish grammar is terrible. Yes, I don't speak Spanish. I'm sorry. Anyway, let's listen to Paul again, speaking English a little bit. Learned it at school. Uh, crazy Who spoke though. German? George and I spoke a little bit because we'd learned it at school. George and I spoke a little bit because we'd learned it at school. We'd learned it. Who did we hear earlier who said learned like that? We learned it at school. So Paul is uh is from liverpool as you know so yeah he's not posh he's not he's definitely rich he's extremely rich so definitely got poshness in terms of his wealth and his fame he's extremely posh but in terms of his background he's not posh let's see if we can find out a little bit about macca paul mccartney i mean i should know shouldn't i being being that i'm a big fan um let's just see if i can get his details up here on uh on youtube or youtube no wikipedia so early life well we know he was born in liverpool to a kind of like a a pretty modest family he was born in walton hospital in liverpool um um so jim his dad was a volunteer firefighter um he attended just an ordinary school. Well, we just know that he's he's not from a posh family. If you've seen that video, the carpool karaoke video with Paul McCartney, you can see in that video they go back to his childhood home. And it's a very simple terraced house, small place in Allerton in Liverpool. And so, yeah, he comes from a modest background. Some would say that he's from a working class background. Um, so no poshness by birth uh, and education either. Um so the only posh thing about him is is his global status as a megastar and his wealth. And the way he speaks, yeah, he's still got that sort of Liverpool accent going on, you know. He's still got that sort of Paul McCartney, Liverpool thing. It was quite interesting, actually, because, you know, George and I had learned a little bit of uh, German at school. And so that came in a little bit useful, you know. So he's definitely got a sort of regional accent. He's got one of the, He's got a Beatles accent. So Paul McCartney also not posh. So who have we had so far? We've had Jacob Rees-Mogg, who is quite posh. Uh, Adele, not posh. Prince Harry, obviously very posh, even though he doesn't sound that posh. Kira Knightley sounds posher than she is. Wayne Rooney, not posh at all and doesn't sound posh. Jack Whitehall is quite posh and sounds quite posh, although he doesn't have like a proper posh family, but he's from Chiswick and he went to a posh private school. Paul McCartney, not posh at all. And let's see who's next in my list. I've got the actor Idris Elba or Idris Elba. Now, I guess, I mean, some of you might be thinking, is it possible for a black guy, a black British guy to be posh? Is that possible? Yeah, it is. I mean, it, it obviously not, probably not by birth and except maybe by marriage in some way. Um, but obviously not really by birth. 
But in terms of education, accent, and wealth, and all the other things, yeah, it's totally possible for a black person to be posh. You find some black people who do speak with a very posh voice. Uh, but what about Idris Elba specifically? Let's just listen to a bit of uh, him speaking. Um, I can't remember what he's talking about. I think he's probably talking about his method or process as an actor. Anyway, let's listen to... Uh, is it Idris Elba or Idris Elba? I'm not sure. Uh, let's listen to him speaking a little bit. It's like my whole thing about black actor, white actor. It's like, nobody says white actor. We know he's white. But as soon as he's a black actor, we say black actor. I think it's such a healthy spot right now because people are starting to just see the music as for what it is. You either get it or you don't get it. And I love that. We're owning it. We're not sort of apologising and saying, oh, it's actually it's UK. I think it's better that we're just who we are, you know? Okay, so I guess he was talking about his music because I think he makes music as well. He's a singer. And he was also talking something about how black actors are all are always described as black actors, whereas white actors are just described as actors. So, you know, that, that kind of thing. Uh, do you notice where he's from? It's like my whole thing about black actor, white actor. My, it's like my whole thing about black actor, white actor. So he's from London. You can tell that. White actor, black actor, it's like that whole thing. Does he say thing with an F? Thing, not thing. Is it thing with an F or is it thing with a TH? It's like my whole thing about... Oh, I think he sort of says thing with a TH. Black actor, white actor. It's like, nobody says white actor. Nobody says white actor. But you can hear it in the way he says white, because he doesn't say white actor. He says white actor. So that's a kind of feature of colloquial London speech. We know he's white, but as soon as he's a black actor, we say black actor. I think it's such a healthy spot right now. I think it's such a healthy spot. Does he say think and healthy or does he say think and healthy? But as soon as he's a black actor, we say black actor. I think it's such a healthy spot. He does actually say I think, but then he says healthy, healthy with a f. So that kind of thing, like th sounds pronounced as f, um, those are kind of hallmarks of like colloquial regional accent. Usually you don't normally find that in a received pronunciation right now, because people are starting to just see the music as for what it is, for what it is, not for what it is, but for what it is. So you can see he's got probably a regional accent. You can hear some of those little features and again, nothing wrong or right or anything about that. Uh, we're just looking at different, um, versions of of english so he doesn't speak with a posh voice he speaks with a bit of a london accent um i wonder which part of london he comes from let's see if we can find out let's see if we can find out some uh details of his background so early life uh he was uh born in forest gate hospital in hackney london which is not a particularly posh part of london uh, these days, it's kind of a trendy hipster's place. Um, his father, Winston, was a Sierra Leonean who worked at Ford Dagenham. So his father's from Sierra Leone, worked at Ford Dagenham, which I, th- I guess is the car plant. So it sounds like his dad was you know, pretty much working class if he worked in a factory. His mother, Eve, is Ghanaian. So his, his mum is from Ghana. Elba's parents were married in Sierra Leone and later moved to London. His paternal grandfather, Moses, was a sailor and policeman. He was brought up in Hackney and East Ham and shortened his first name to Idris at school in Canning Town. So basically, he comes from a sort of a modest background. His parents were immigrants from Africa 
Uh, he his dad worked in a car production plant. Um, so there you go. So you know, modest a modest background. Um, I don't know about his school. Um, um, he, at school in Canning Town, which is a part of London. I don't think that's a posh posh place. So there you go. Not very posh. What a surprise. Um, so that was Idris Elba there. Let's move on to Emma Thompson. Do you know Emma Thompson? She is uh, an English actress, famous English actress. She used to be married to Kenneth Branagh, I think. And she's famous for lots of things. She's in Harry Potter. She's in um, loads of stuff. I can't think of anything specific right now. One of the weird films that she was in was called Junior with Arnold Schwarzenegger. That's a film in which Arnie becomes pregnant. Have you ever seen that? Um, In this clip, which is from the Graham Norton show, you'll hear Emma Thompson talking about making Junior and talking about Arnold Schwarzenegger a little bit. Let's listen to Emma Thompson, this excellent English actress. And what do you think of her accent? Because we knew you in this country as an actress, and then you went to Hollywood, and then we saw you, which seemed at the time sort of surprising films, like you showed up in Junior with Arnold yeah. Schwarzenegger. Which that was did, fun, actually. Was that fun to do? He was really, he was actually orange, Arnold. <laughs> I think was really, truly orange. I believe there are a lot of them about here now. I blame Simon Cowell. But um, he, he was very nice, he was very courtly, in a very way. Austrian and sort of courtly. and Yes. Can he act? <coughs> no, 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 no. He was very honest about that. Now, listen, your new film, Saving Mr. Banks, I've seen it. It's just brilliant. Oh, thanks. It is so good. Thank you very much. Uh, it opens next Friday, the 29th of November. Yes. Now, you're playing uh, P.L. Travers, yes. who wrote Mary Poppins. Tom Hanks plays uh, Walt, Walt Disney. Disney. Yes. I think we've got a picture of the two of you at a premiere. There you are. Oh, yes, you see? <laughs> okay. Uh, you, I think you mainly heard Graham Norton speaking there. Um, can I can I get a bit more Emma Thompson? Oh, do <laughs> the banana down. There you go. Lovely. No, not much hit, not much of her speaking there, just a little bit. Uh, here's a bit more. <laughs> Refusing a blood transfusion when it could save your life. Some people think you've been unduly influenced by your parents and the elders. Others think that you're awfully clever and we should just let you get on with it. Okay, I think that's probably enough. So you could probably hear that she she's well-spoken. Again, I don't think it's truly, truly posh. She sounds well-spoken. She's almost posh. It's definitely RP. Maybe a little bit posh RP. But she's a bit like Kira Knightley in the fact that she's a trained actress and she's done theatre work and stuff. And she probably went to drama school. And although a lot of posh people do go to drama school, it is something that you find posh people do. And a lot of the English actors, the famous English actors come up through drama school and probably come from quite posh backgrounds. People like Tom Hiddleston and Benedict Cumberbatch um, and Kira Knightley, people like that uh, probably are quite posh because um, drama school is populated by a lot of posh people. So I think Emma Thompson probably belongs to that kind of crowd. People who come from a pretty pretty wealthy families, probably quite good educational backgrounds, but they're not out-and-out posh in terms of like their connections to aristocracy. Have we had an out-and-out posh person yet, except Prince Harry? 
They're, they're quite hard to find. There are some. So she's well-spoken. She doesn't really sound super posh. She just sounds very clear. And she's obviously trained. And so she's got that clarity in her voice, uh, which can be a bit posh, but is it's not necessarily. She's probably a bit like me, maybe a bit posher than me. Let's find out about um, her her family life. Okay, so uh, she was born in Paddington in London. It's a bit of an odd odd one, that Paddington, because it could be posh, but it also couldn't be. It also might not be posh. Her mother is a Scottish actress. Her father was involved in theatre and was the writer and narrator of the popular children's television series, The Magic Roundabout. Her godfather was director and writer Ronald uh, Eyre. She's got one sister, Sophie Thompson, who, who also works as an actress. The family lived in West Hampstead in North London. That is quite a posh area. It's probably quite an arty kind of area as well. And Thompson was educated at Camden School for Girls, which sounds like a private school, certainly a single-sex school. Oh, no, it's a comprehensive secondary school for girls, which normally when a school is is uh, separated, when you've got just boys or girls, that makes it sound quite posh. So this is probably a very good uh, comprehensive school, and a comprehensive school is basically a state school, so not private, not one of those elite places. But this sounds like it's probably a good school, but not one of those private elite kinds of places um and looks like she was born into another you know a family of artists and actors so in you know on uh on balance not particularly posh really but certainly well educated and um as an actor has probably learned to speak uh, very clearly all right i'm going to skip through some of these people let's see if we can find Someone else now, shall we? Um, all right, we're going to listen to this chap. So this this person is called Brian Sewell. And I think Brian Sewell is an art historian or an art cricket. Cricket? No, an art critic. He's an art critic or an art historian, one of the two. Let's listen to Brian Sewell. Brian Sewell or Brian Sewell, as he may be called. Here we go. Let me just get the video ready. Just a second. Well, I suppose we, we we plunged straight into something in that on the very first evening uh, we were up on the terrace at the top of the house where there were three enormous um, concrete eggs which looked as though they'd been eaten by a giant and broken roughly off. So they had serrated edges like that and they had little little dog kennel Entrances, don't they? You had to go onto your hands and knees and duck through, and then you popped up, sat on a little bench, and peered over the serrated edge of the three. Perfectly silly. Gala was really too. So, all right. This is Brian Sewell talking about how he had dinner with Salvador Dali and his wife, and he's describing, I think, a piece of art that Dali had near his house like three eggs or something as some sort of sculpture um but what about uh brian sewell's voice well i suppose we 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 plunged straight into something in the i suppose we plunged straight into something so he's very 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 posh brian sewell on the very first evening on the very on the very first evening 
Three enormous concrete eggs. Can you hear how posh this gentleman is? Quite, quite ridiculous, really. Which looked as though had they been eaten by a giant and broken roughly off. See there. Looked as though they'd, be, they'd been eaten by a giant. A giant, not a giant. They'd been eaten by a giant. So that's an example of a trip thong being flattened. Giant, and he says. And I said, I would say, it looked as though they'd been eaten by a giant. And he says, it looks as though they'd been eaten by a giant. Looked as though they'd been eaten by a giant and broken roughly off. See there? Broken roughly off. Serrated edges like that. And they had little, little dog kennel entrances. They had little dog kennel entrances. Little dog kennel entrances. A dog kennel is like a little wooden house for a dog, and a dog kennel has a little entrance, like a little doorway. So he's saying that these three eggs had little little entrances where you could crawl in. Okay. You had to go onto your hands and knees and duck through. You had to go onto your hands and knees and duck through, you see. And then you popped up. And then you popped up. Quite, quite silly. Sat on a little bench and peered over a serrated edge. You sat on a little bench and peered over a serrated edge. So you sit on a little bench in the egg and then you can look out over the top of the, the broken part of the egg. Quite silly. The three... Perfectly silly. Perfectly silly. Okay, ladies and gents. Well, I suppose we... Oh, I suppose... Well, I suppose this should be the end of this episode, really. I did say earlier on, didn't I, that I would do up to an hour of podcasting on this subject. I think that's... Pretty, I, I, would, I would rather... I would, red, 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 red. That's another thing that posh people do, is that they sort of... They do, they're, and, on, 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 you know, a lot of sort of... This kind of thing. So I suppose I, suppose I should wrap this all up then, I suppose. I, 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 I would say one, or at, least, at least an hour is plenty of time for, for most of you out there. I'd be awfully surprised if any of you are still listening to this absolute rambling nonsense. It's perfectly silly, really. Um, all right. Thanks for listening. As I said before, why don't you get involved? Why don't you get involved then, eh? Why don't you get involved? And think of a British person that you know. Find a video of them speaking. Think of a British person that you know. Find a video of them speaking. It could be Michael Caine, if you want. Find a video of that person speaking. Put the video in the comment section, maybe with a link to their Wikipedia page. And then we could decide if the person is posh or not posh. All right? Okay. Thank you so much for listening. Um, don't forget, of course, several things. One, you should download the Luke's English Podcast app, okay? It's, uh, it's a really great way to uh, get access to all of the Luke's English Podcast content that gets published on a week on a weekly basis, okay? Uh, you've got all of the episodes of the podcast, the entire episode archive in the Luke's, in the Luke's English Podcast app. Uh, it's got you've got the entire episode archive in there, folks. 
And also, you get loads of bonus episodes that are only in the app. app. Uh, but also, you can use Luke's English Podcast app to get access to all of the premium content as well. Oh, my boy, you really, really, really must um, register for Luke's English Podcast Premium. It really is incredible. I mean, it, it's awfully good. Perfectly brilliant. In the premium episodes, I teach you language. That's what it's all about. It's about teaching vocab, pronunciation, and grammar. All right? Each episode has PDFs with it, with worksheets, and pronunciation drills and stuff. And it's all for the price of basically a beer or a coffee from you to me every month. And you get access to all of the episodes and all the other episodes that are going to be published as well. That's pretty good, isn't it? All right, then. To get started, just go to teacherluke.com. No? (laughs) Teacherluke.com? It doesn't exist. Teacherluke.co.uk slash premium to get started and that's where you can get all of my other content and there's a big library of like over 30 episodes now which you can just get access to just boom like that all right also you can join the mailing list on my website to get an email in your inbox which will take you uh, there's a link and it'll take you straight to the page for that episode where you can check out all the stuff like the notes and transcripts and videos and all that kind of thing okay Thanks so much for listening. It's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you all on my podcast again. And I do, ho- I do hope you would join me for the next episode. And uh, I don't know what the next one will be a bite yet. It might be more of this sort of thing. May- we may do a little bit more posh or not posh. Or I might move on to something completely different. We shall see. But in any case, thank you so much for listening. And I will speak to you on the podcast again soon. But for now... Goodbye. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 